0: Hello, and welcome to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast. Every week, Talking Heads will bring you in-depth insights and analysis through the lens of sustainability on the topics that really matter to investors. In this episode, we'll be discussing private assets. I'm Daniel Morse, Chief Market Strategist, and I'm joined by David Pushusha, Head of Private Assets. Welcome, David, and thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you, Danielle. Happy to be here with you.
0: It's not surprising that there's even more interest in private assets than we've had over the last couple of years after what was clearly not particularly good year uh, for publicly traded assets in 2022. That said, even if we have had a recovery so far this year, I think everyone's expectations for the potential returns for equities or fixed income uh, this year and frankly, even later, uh, have probably come down and certainly on a risk adjusted basis. We've heard this phrase, crisis," and we think there are these, you know, once-in-a-lifetime events, except we've had several once-in-a-lifetime events uh, recently, and that would make you wonder if that's not going to continue in some shape or form. If we think about private assets, then, of course, we have a, frankly, radically different macroeconomic environment than we've had uh, over the last decade, if not longer, Uh, certainly in terms of interest rates, policy rates from the central banks. Uh, We think about inflation and still a debate whether uh, inflation is going to fall as far as quickly as markets assume, uh, when clearly the central banks don't necessarily see it quite that way. Uh, When we think about private assets, we also think about the illiquidity risk premium uh, and how that changes again with higher interest rates. So, David, in this new world that we live in, the the new normal, if you will, from your point of view, what is the strategic case for investing in private assets now?
1: Yeah, thank you, Daniel. That's a very good question. I think there are two ways to address this question. The first one, and that's where I would like to start because that's really the most important one, is that the trend to invest more into private assets is a structural trend, in my opinion, and a structural trend which is really encored uh, in uh, a different way for economies to finance themselves. And this is kind of overarching uh, the many changes that we can have in interest rates level or macroeconomic conditions. The fundamental moves that we are seeing overall in the economy financing, and that's pretty relevant for investors is that more and more of the economy, whether it's about equity or debt is financed through private channels. And this is anchored into very, very fundamental and structural trends. There is a a move to go to the private sector for equity in a lot of areas and also in the financing side, due to banking regulation, more and more of the deal flow is going into the private sector. That means for investors that there is a pool of available money that is shifting towards the private sector and a source of diversification, which is absolutely huge. So for investors who are here to fulfill their goals and also finance the economy, there is this shift which is really fundamental and and really moving uh, into the private sector. The second way to address the question, which is perhaps a bit more tactical, is to recognize that the good story that we had for years, that was pretty simple, especially on debt, saying there is no yield everywhere, so you need to go to private debt in order to have a bit of yield. This story is over. It's true. And because there are yields now everywhere, you have yield in the public sector and there are yields in the private sector. However... There is still a lot of attractiveness in a large pool of private debt segments and also private equity, because we are observing now in many, many um, segments of the market, a combined effect on the internal rate of return that we can serve to our investors, which is made of, on one hand, because we have floating rate instruments, Uh, higher uh, Euribor effect on uh, the rate of return we can serve and on the other hand uh, the spreads uh, that are uh, adjusting to the new market uh, conditions and this explains that in many segments of uh, the market in private debt for instance we are now in high single digit or even double digit returns uh, for uh, a number of segments. So attractive returns and structural all effect on diversification, which are really uh, the two main levels for investors to consider uh, private investing.
0: Of course, the challenge with private assets is that it's a term that encompasses a, a really a huge array of different types of investments. Uh, where do you see then in particular the opportunities?
1: Yeah, the first, uh, the first thing that comes to mind – is uh, an opportunity to position uh, within the capital structure, whether we talk about corporate or we talk about project finance, positioning in the capital structure in areas where there has been a significant repricing and where uh, investors can now tap into opportunities where you have again high single digit returns. I can give you a few examples. Uh, For instance, in uh, real assets financing, so be it infrastructure or real estate, we are currently very positive on everything which is linked to junior debt. This is uh, an array in the capital structure of the project financing, which is pretty attractive with measured risk because it's real assets, but with very interesting yield. Another area uh, where we are pretty uh, positive is also about various uh, solutions that are linked to financing of a bank's balance sheet. So that's what we call credit risk sharing, where you can have attractive returns of more than 10 percent here again with pretty measured risk. So, that's one angle. The other angle I would give to come back to your introduction on the inflation is that in real assets and also in certain segments of corporates, uh, you have um, a number of sectors which have a natural hedge against inflation. Obviously, you can think of infrastructure, uh, which is an obvious case, whether you talk about equity infrastructure or uh, infrastructure debt. You can also think of a number of uh, corporate sectors where uh, companies are able to pass the cost increase uh, into their prices. Obviously, the macroeconomic context is more challenging, so it's very important to be extremely selective and it's very important to watch carefully those questions of sensitivity to interest rate, sensitivity to inflation. And that's where we think there can be differentiation between the various portfolios uh, that investors could look at.
0: The good news with all this increased interest uh, in private assets uh, for you is, is an opportunity to be in a business that's certainly growing and offer these opportunities to investors. Uh, the flip side of that, though, I imagine is a lot of competition. Uh, I'm sure you're not the only one that's looking at these, uh, these parts of the market. Where then do you see b Paribas Asset Management's unique selling points relative to competitors when it comes to investing in private assets?
1: Yeah, that's a very fair point and indeed there is a there is competition competition with private assets competitors and competition also with public markets. It's a it's a big theme in the market currently that. Because public valuations have come down, there is the so-called dilution effect, which means that allocations to private markets can be a, a bit less temporarily, especially with interest. So, indeed, there is competition. We believe that within BNP Payback Group, we have three differentiating factors. The first one is our unique access to markets. Thanks to the reorganization of private assets that we have been uh, operating uh, since the 1st of uh, January, we can now combine three main levels to have access to the market. One is that we we completely leverage the group's strength uh, and its corporate and real assets franchises to have access to borrowers, to companies, to project sponsors. So unique access thanks to the group. We also have a unique access, being large investors in private equity funds, in large sponsors, being part of this private assets ecosystem. We are very big in this area and this uh, very strong network of relationship, more than 200 big financial sponsors we are working with, is allowing us to have access to good deal flow. And thirdly, also access to the market thanks to uh, the experience of our teams. So first one is unique access to the market. The second point is the quality and seniority of our teams. With private assets, we now have more than 100 experts with very, very seasoned teams who are covering private debt, private equity, real assets, individual financing, fund selection. So a very broad range of uh, assets and very, very seasoned teams with diversity also in terms of background, gender diversity. So the strength of the team we, we are combining with the new organization is, is pretty impressive. Last but not least, I think uh, we have a, a very robust approach to sustainability and uh, impact investing. I think we can be proud of having received uh, already a number of awards for our approach to uh, sustainability on infrastructure debt. And through our new organization, we are adding new angles also on our uh, impact approach for instance we are working on venture capital for ecological transitions thanks to a partnership with the solar impulse foundation this is uh, our solar impulse venture uh, strategy and uh, this is uh, an area where we are going to continue to build upon always always with a very robust and serious approach in a qualitative and quantitative way for sustainability and for impact.
0: If I can summarize in a couple of your key points, David, you pointed out that even with uh, increased interest uh, in private assets, uh, you think this can continue, that the space can grow as much because of structural trends, because companies simply are looking to finance themselves through private markets uh, instead as much through public markets as was the case in the past. And the appeal then for investors is that this is a significant source of diversification. You pointed out that even with higher interest rates, you're still able to offer to your own clients uh, opportunities with a really quite attractive internal rate of return, high single, even double digits. And the opportunities that you see right now on one hand are how you're able to position or look for deals within particular parts of the capital structure. And then importantly, uh, an advantage for clients is that a lot of these investments act as an inflation hedge, for example, infrastructure debt. And then the final point on how BMP Paribas Asset Management positions itself vis-a-vis the competition, uh, you highlighted that you can take advantage of BMP Paribas Group. So this is a big financial institution which offers a lot of advantages to you. You have a very seasoned and diverse team, uh, and crucially and hopefully crucial for our clients is the integration uh, of sustainability objectives in the investments that you make. Well, David, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, Daniel. That's it for this week's episode of Talking Heads. If you would like more information, please reach out to your BNP Paribas asset management contact or check out Viewpoint, our website for investment insights at viewpoint.bnpparibas-am.com. If you like Talking Heads, leave us a positive review and a nice rating. We recommend subscribing to Talking Heads on your favorite podcast channel. You receive your podcast episodes every Monday afternoon. Talking Heads is also available on YouTube. Visit YouTube slash BNPPAM slash playlist and tap or click on Talking Heads. You've been listening to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast with me, Daniel Morris and David Bushusha. Please do join me next week. Until then, take care.